Hey everyone, thanks for coming to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I am Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 226 of reading the Bible together every day this year. Today we are reading the um, chapters 5 through 8 of 2 Chronicles. We'll also be reading Psalm 72. There's a teaching video today from the Bible Project all about the temple and how God dwells with his people from the beginning of creation Um, and through the life of Jesus, and then how he will dwell with us one day, hopefully very soon. (laughs) Um, So let's get going. So all the work Solomon did for the Lord's temple was completed. Then Solomon brought the consecrated things to his fa- of his father, David, the silver, the gold, and all the utensils, and put them in the treasuries of God's temple. At that time, Solomon assembled Jerusalem at Jerusalem the elders of Israel, all the tribal heads and the ancestral chiefs of the Israelites, in order to bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord up from the city of David, that is Zion. So all the men of Israel were assembled in the king's presence at the festival. This was in the seventh month. All the elders of Israel Israel came, and the Levites picked up the ark. They brought up the ark, the tent of meeting, and the holy utensils that were in the tent. The priests and the Levites brought them up. King Solomon and the entire congregation of Israel, who had gathered around him, were in front of the ark, sacrificing sheep, goats, and cattle, and could not be counted or numbered, because there were so many. The priests brought the Ark of the Lord's Covenant to its place into the inner sanctuary of the temple, to the most holy place beneath the wings of the cherubim. And the cherubim spread their wings over the place of the Ark, so that the cherubim formed a cover above the Ark and its poles. The poles were so long that their ends were seen from the holy place in front of the inner sanctuary, but they were not seen from the outside. They are still there today. Nothing was in the Ark except the two tablets that Moses had put in at Horeb where the Lord had made a covenant with the Israelites when they came out of Egypt. Now all the priests who were present had consecrated themselves regardless of their divisions. When the priests came out of the holy place, the Levitical singers dressed in fine linen and carrying cymbals, harps, and lyres were standing east of the altar, and with them were 120 priests blowing trumpets. The Levitical singers were descendants of Asaph, Heman, and Jedithan, and their sons and relatives. The trumpeters And singers joined together to praise and thank the Lord with one voice. They raised their voices accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and musical instruments in praise to the Lord. For he is good, his faithful love endures forever. The temple of the Lord's the temple, the Lord's temple was filled with a cloud, and because of the cloud the priests were not able to continue ministering, for the glory of the Lord had filled God's temple. That would be a spectacular sight to have the glory of the Lord fall in a tangible, visual, visible, manifest way that the ministry could not continue because you couldn't see past the presence of God. <laughs> that is amazing. Then Solomon said, the Lord said he would dwell in total darkness, but I have built an exalted uh, exalted temple for you, a place for your residence forever. Then the king turned and blessed the entire congregation of Israel while they were standing. He said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. He spoke directly to my father David, and he has fulfilled the promise by his power. 
He said, Since the day I brought my people Israel out of the land of Egypt, I have not chosen a city to build a temple in among any of the tribes of Israel, so that my name would be there. And I have not chosen a man to be ruler over my people Israel, but I have chosen Jerusalem so that my name will be there. And I have chosen David to be over my people Israel. My father David had his heart set on building a temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. However, the Lord said to my father David, Since it was your desire to build a temple for my name, you have done well to have this desire. Yet you are not the one to build the temple. But your own son, your offspring, will build the temple for my name. So the Lord has fulfilled what he promised. I've taken care, or I've taken the place of my father David, and I sit on the throne of Israel as the Lord promised. I've built the temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel, and I've put the ark there, where the Lord's covenant is that he made with the Israelites. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the entire congregation of Israel and spread out his hands, for Solomon had made a bronze platform seven and a half feet long, seven and a half feet wide, and four and a half feet high, and put it in the court. He stood on it, knelt down in front of the entire congregation of Israel, and spread out his hands toward heaven. He said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like you, in heaven or on earth, who keeps his gracious covenant with your servants who walk before you with all their heart. You have kept what you promised to your servant on my father David. You spoke directly to him, and you fulfilled your promise by your power as it is today. Therefore, Lord God of Israel, keep what you promised to your servant, my father David. You will never fail to have a man to sit before me on the throne of Israel, if only your sons guard their way to walk in my law, as you have walked before me. Now, Lord God of Israel, please confirm what you promised to your servant David. But will God indeed live on earth with humans? Even heaven, the highest heaven, cannot contain you, much less this temple I have built. Listen. Your servant's prayer and his petition, Lord my God, so that you may hear the cry in the prayer that your servant prays before you, so that your eyes watch over this temple day and night, toward the place where you said you would put your name, and so that you may hear the prayer your servant prays toward this place. Hear the petitions of your servant and your people Israel, which they pray toward this place. May you hear in your dwelling place in heaven. May you hear and forgive. If a man sins against his neighbor and is forced to take an oath, and he comes to take an oath before your altar in this temple, may you hear in heaven and act. May you judge your servants condemning the wicked man and by bringing what he has done on his own head and providing justice for the righteous by rewarding him according to his righteousness. If your people Israel are defeated before an enemy because they've sinned against you and they return to you and praise your name and they pray and plead for mercy before you in this temple, May you hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel. May you restore them to the land you gave them and their ancestors. When the skies are shut and there is no rain, because they have sinned against you, and they pray toward this place and praise your name, and they turn from their sins because you are afflicting them, may you hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your servants, so that you may teach, or, sorry, the sin of your servants and your people Israel, so that you may teach them the good way they should walk in. May you send rain on your land that you gave your people for an inheritance. When there is a famine in the land, when there is pestilence, when there is blight or mildew, locust or grasshopper, when their enemies besiege them in the land and its cities, when there is any plague or illness, every prayer or petition that any person or that all your people Israel may have, they each know their own affliction and suffering as they spread out their hands toward this temple. May you hear in heaven your dwelling place and may you forgive and give to everyone according to all their ways, since you know each heart, for you alone know the human heart, so that you may fear, so that they may fear you and walk in your ways all the days they live on the land you gave your ancestors. 
even for the foreigner who is not of your people Israel, but has come from a distant land, because your great name and your strong hand and outstretched arm, when he comes and prays toward this temple, may you hear in heaven your dwelling place, and do all the foreigner asks, asks you. Then all the peoples of the earth will know your name, to fear you as your people Israel do, and know that this temple I have built bears your name. When your people go out to fight against their enemies wherever you send them, and they pray to you in the direction of the city you have chosen, and the temple that I have built for your name, may you hear their prayer and petition in heaven and uphold their cause. When they sin against you, for there is no one who does not sin, and you are angry with them and hand them over to the enemy, and their captors deport them to a distant or nearby country, and when they come to their senses in the land where they were deported and repent and petition you in their captors' land, saying, We have sinned and done wrong, we have been wicked, and when they return to you with all their mind and all their heart in the land of their captivity where they were taken captive, and when they pray in the direction of their land that you gave their ancestors and the city you have chosen and toward the temple I have built for your name, may you hear their prayer and petitions in heaven, your dwelling place, and uphold their cause. May you forgive your people who sinned against you. Now, my God, please let your eyes be open and your ears attentive to the prayer of this place. Now, therefore, arise, Lord God, come to your resting place, you and your powerful ark. May your priests, Lord God, be clothed with salvation, and may your faithful people rejoice in goodness. Lord God, do not reject your anointed one. Remember the promises to your servant, David. When Solomon finished praying, fire descended from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Listen to this. The priests were not able to enter the Lord's temple because the glory of the Lord filled the temple of the Lord. Again, all the Israelites were watching when the fire descended and the glory of the Lord came on the temple. They bowed down on the pavement with their faces to the ground. They worshiped and praised the Lord, for he is good, for his faithful love endures forever. The king and all the people were offering sacrifices in the Lord's presence. King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 cattle and 120,000 sheep and goats. In this manner, the king and all the people dedicated God's temple. The priests and the Levites were standing at their stations. The Levites had the musical instruments of the Lord, which King David had made to give thanks to the Lord, for his faithful love endures forever, when he offered praise with them. Across from the Levites, the priests were blowing trumpets, and all the people were standing since the bronze altar that Solomon had made could not accommodate the burnt offering, the grain offering, and the fat of the fellowship offerings. Solomon first consecrated the middle of the courtyard that was in front of the Lord's temple and then offered the burnt offerings and the fat of the fellowship offerings there. So Solomon and all Israel with him, a very great assembly from the entrance to Hamath to the brook of Egypt, observed the festival at that time for seven days. On the eighth day, they held a sacred assembly for the dedication of the altar lasted seven days and the festival seven days. On the 23rd day of the seventh month, he sent, his pe he sent the people home rejoicing with happy hearts for the goodness of the Lord had done for David, for Solomon, and for his people Israel. So Solomon finished the Lord's temple and the royal palace. Everything that had entered Solomon's heart to do for the Lord's temple and for his own palace succeeded. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple of sacrifice. If I shut the sky so there is no rain, or if I command the grasshopper to consume the land, or if I send pestilence on my people, and my people who bear my name, humble themselves, pray and seek my face, and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. That is a prayer. That is a um, statement that is often used um, by believers today. Um, and churches, faith leaders, that it's a reminder that this is this is what it takes. You know, the um, 
if my people who bear my name, some versions of scripture say, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their evil deeds or yeah, from their evil ways. Then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. Um, it's powerful, but it gives a clear um, directive on how we as God's people are to approach praying and approach a relationship with him. We need to humble ourselves. We need to turn away from the evil. We need to seek his face. We need to pray. Um, and we need to listen because he's going to listen and he's going to forgive us and heal the land. Anyway, my eyes will now be open and my ears attentive to the prayer from this place. And I have now chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart will be there at all times. As for you, If you walk before me as your father David walked, doing everything I have commanded you, and if you keep my statutes and ordinances, I will establish your royal throne. As I promised your father David, you will never fail to have a man ruling in Israel. I think sometimes it's easy to get caught up and be like, okay, so we are like David, but David messed up. David um, committed adultery, (laughs) um, basically murdered. Okay, but David's heart was always bent towards the Lord. And so even in his shortcomings and in his, what we would call today, a moral failure, even in that he was repentant and he went back to the Lord and he allowed the Lord to bring discipline and correction on him. And that's the whole thing. Like we see people, we see church leaders, we see faith leaders, we see people in the church, um, make mistakes and fall and slip away. And, and instead of doing what I'm getting like kind of reversal here, remember when David, um, committed adultery with Bathsheba and had Uriah the Hittite killed, um, Nathan, his friend, but his spiritual advisor called him out on it. And, David repented and Nathan told David what he needed to do and gave him a word from the Lord of what the Lord was going to do. And (coughs) excuse me, David, David was um, allowed for correction and discipline and for um, restoration to happen. I think we as a church, capital C global church, um, we get too caught up in the failure and we don't remember mercy, grace, justice. Um, and we don't give space for repentance, correction and restoration. Um, and shame on us for being that way. And I don't use that word lightly. Like I don't, I don't like to say any kind of shame. I would more than anything say shame off you because I believe shame is from the devil. Guilt brings conviction. Um, so maybe shame, shame on us is not the right thing, but, um, God help us to change how we view that. Um, it's just, yeah. Anyway, continuing on. However, if you turn away and abandon my statutes, here we go. So you've seen like, if you do this, I'm going to be there. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to hear you. I'm going to grow you. I'm going to establish you. Here's what happens on the flip side. However, if you turn away and abandon my statutes and commands that I have set before you, and if you go and serve other gods and bow and worship to them, Then I will uproot Israel from the soil that I gave them and this temple that I have sanctified for my name. I will banish from my presence. I will make it an object of scorn and ridicule among all the peoples. As for this temple, which was exalted, everyone who passes by will be appalled and will say, Why did the Lord do this into this land, this temple? Then they will say, 
Because they abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who brought them out of the land of Egypt, they clung to other gods and bowed in worship to them and served them. Because of this, he brought it all to ruin, or he brought all this ruin on them. At the end of 20 years, during which Solomon had built the Lord's temple and his own palace, Solomon had rebuilt the cities of Hiram, gave him the rebuilt the cities Hiram gave him, and settled the Israelites there. Solomon went to Hamath Zobah and seized it. He built Ta- he built Tadmor in the wilderness along with all the storage cities that he built in Hamath. He built Upper Beth Horon and Lower Beth Horon, fortified cities with walls, gates, and bars. Balath, all the storage cities that belonged to Solomon, all the chariot cities, the cav- cavalry cities, and everything Solomon desired to build in Jerusalem, Lebanon, or anywhere else in the land of his dominion. As for all the peoples who remained of the Hethites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites who were not from Israel, their descendants who remained in the land after them, those the Israelites had not completely destroyed, Solomon imposed forced labor on them. It is this way today. But Solomon did not consign the Israelites to be slaves for his work. They were soldiers, commanders of his captains, and commanders of his chariots and his cavalry. These were the king these were King Solomon's deputies, two hundred and fifty who supervised the people. Solomon brought the daughter of Pharaoh from the city of David to the house he had built for her, for he said, My wife must not live in the house of King David of Israel, because the places of the ark of the Lord has come into our holy. At that time, Solomon offered birth. Um, that right there should be like, red flag, Solomon, why are you marrying outside? Anyway, at that time, Solomon offered burnt offerings to the Lord on the Lord's altar he had made in front of the portico. He followed the daily requirement for offerings according to the commandment of Moses for Sabbaths, new moons, and the three annual appointed festivals, the festival of unleavened bread, the festival of weeks, and the festival of shelters. According to the ordinances of his father, David, he appointed the divisions of the priests over their service, of the Levites over their responsibilities to offer praise and to minister before the priests following the daily requirement, and of the gatekeepers by their divisions with respect to each temple gate, for this had been commanded of David the man of God. They did not turn aside from the king's command regarding the priests and Levites concerning any matter or concerning treasury, the treasuries. All of Solomon's work was carried out from the day the foundation was laid for the Lord's temple until it was finished. So the Lord's temple was completed. At that time, Solomon went to Ezan Geber and to Eloth on the seashore in the land of Edom. So Hiram sent ships to him by his servants along with crews of experienced seamen. They went with Solomon's servants to Ophir, took from there 17 tons of gold, and delivered it to King Solomon. And Psalm 72. God give your justice to the king and your righteousness to the king's son. He will judge your people with righteousness and your afflicted ones with justice. May the mountains bring well-being to the people and the hills righteousness. May he vindicate the afflicted among the people, help the poor, and crush the oppressor. May they fear you while the sun endures, and as long as the moon throughout all the generations. May the king be like rain that falls on the cut grass, like spring showers that water the earth. May the righteous flourish in his days, and well-being abound until the moon is no more. May he rule from sea to sea and from the Euphrates to the ends of the earth. May desert tribes kneel before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and the coasts and islands bring tribute. The kings of Sheba and Seba offer gifts. 
Let all kings bow in homage to him, all nations serve him. For he will rescue the poor who cry out, and the afflicted who have no helper. He will have pity on the poor and helpless. He will save the lives of the poor. He will redeem them from their oppression and violence, for their lives are precious in his sight. May he live long. May gold from Sheba be given to him. May prayer be offered for him continually, and may he be blessed all day long. May there be plenty of grain in the land. May it wave on the tops of the mountains. May its crops be like Lebanon. May people flourish in the cities like the grass of the field. May his name endure forever, and as long as the sun shines, may his fame increase. May all the nations be blessed by him and call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does wonders. Blessed be his glorious name forever. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Amen and amen. The prayers of David, son of Jesse, are concluded. That means tomorrow when we pick up in Psalm 73, we're going to be going into the third book of Psalms. Um, and that shifts a little bit of what we're looking at. But um, there we go, friends. That's the reading today. Be sure to come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together every day. See you then.